It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight. Expertise. Top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Let's go on a Tuesday. Plenty to talk about. Travis, good morning to you. Go ahead and click that like button for me if you don't care and all others. We would appreciate that as well. Hit subscribe and you talk about a loaded show. We are absolutely loaded for bear. We've got a lot going on. So looking forward to that and maybe some controversial topics not like us no surely not and man caleb calhoun is all over the message board some hating some loving but uh definitely uh you you're, you're kind of the stephen a smith of the show you're polarizing or should i say the skip bayless of the show there uh calhoun i had one person who said never watching again because you guys don't know what you're talking about and can't stand Caleb. And then another guy just right after, like, because I always answer, we answer to all of the comments on our YouTube channel. Another guy that said, that Caleb knows his stuff. I'm like, what, what Caleb are we getting today, Caleb? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, um, I, I, this started when I was working at Auburn, Tennessee at Fansite at him. A lot of people talk about how they like to mute or block like their mentions on Twitter when people come at them. It's like fuel for me. It's just so much like I, I get a kick out of it. So um, I, if you're comparing the two, I would prefer more Stephen A. Smith because Skip Bayless has talked about how he doesn't pay attention to his mentions on Twitter. I pay attention to all my mentions 
And I get a blast paying attention to them. (laughs) Well, and I'll tell you the big difference, too. And maybe this isn't best practice in what we do. We genuinely, that's the difference, the G word, genuinely believe what we tell you. Now, you may not like to hear it, and we may differ, and I think we're going to differ on a couple of topics today, as a matter of fact, but we genuinely believe it. I believe that uh, the Skip Baylesses of the world, particularly him, and now I think Shannon Sharp's going the same direction. They don't believe what they're saying half the time. It just sounds good. Yeah, the personal shots that Skip threw at Shannon, I think, was just all for show. And then, you know, Shannon skipping a show and then getting mad at Skip and pretending that they had, like, a tough relationship at one point. I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying all of that. that and, was- then the whole, and then the whole Memphis basketball and the sideline thing, that was yeah. completely contrived. You're telling me a guy that has been in the spotlight for all the years he has, he's just going to lose it because of some young player giving him a hard time. Come on, we'll move forward. So today on the program, by the way, good morning to all of those that said good morning. Smoky Mountain Red, Bill as you, uh, Bill as well as you. And then Travis says, how can you not love Caleb? I agree. And I just want to point out real quick, since uh, Caleb's on the sports coat, it is uh, up my game a little bit, and I am not wearing a sweatshirt. This is actually a very nice sweater without a collar. So I'm just telling you, my mom got it for me for Christmas. So do- somebody accused me of wearing a sweatshirt one time. This is a very nice sweater. See, it's got like zippers and everything. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to hang with the sport coat as uh, Caleb looks fantastic. I, I actually took my sport coats recently, Caleb, to get them – uh, taken in a little bit, and they said, uh, you've lost so much weight, you just have to get rid of them. So if you know any wow. fat guys, yeah, if you know any fat guys with extra long arms that need sport coats, that I can take care of them. <laughs> that, I right. where everybody walks. So, I mean, it's <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I live on the East Coast, and uh, a lot of walking up here, a lot, not a lot of driving in my area. <laughs> oh, man, I would have loved that. It's like being at the beach. All right, so NCAA rules changes how they could help the Vols. Also, what would be the most logical NCAA rules change? This all comes via Dennis Dodd is the one I saw who broke it, but uh, somebody else may have been on top of it as well. Uh, I think there was a gentleman in Sports Illustrated that had a write-up on it. Should Tennessee's basketball team implement load management? We'll get into that. Jim Bob Cooter is an O. C in the NFL again. We'll we'll talk about him. And then parenting. This could be a sensitive subject, as Deion Sanders says. He wants quarterbacks from a dual-parent household. And I was not raised by a dual-parent household, so we can can discuss that and what that actually means uh, about a young man's makeup when he gets in college. So kind of a touchy subject, but we'll get into it. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Again, hit that like button, subscribe, and we encourage you to uh, tell a friend. If you want to go to the App Store, you can download our app. And we've got, I got Cooper Mays coming up today. I got Jacob Warren coming up today. So it's loaded. You can go to all the YouTube videos via the app. So we're going to start promoting that. We've been beta testing it quietly, but it's off and running. All right. So, Caleb, let's dig right into it. When I see coaching when i say rules changes i always wonder what's going through coaches minds because it seems as if we try to tweak the rules 
each and every year, whether it's targeting, whether it's speeding up time of play or whatever the case may be. Now, in this case, it's uh, running the clock after a first down and an incomplete pass except for the final two minutes. So it feels a lot like the NFL, uh, their model and how they handled the clock. So, Caleb, initially, let me begin what do you think, just in college football, then we'll get to how it affects Tennessee, what do you think of these potential changes? So not as far as it affects Tennessee, but in terms of overall, I'm not crazy about most of them. And the reason I'm not crazy about most of them is that, okay, let's just start with the whole first down clock runs except for two minutes. I don't like it in the NFL. I don't like it in college. I don't like where you change – a rule based on the time of the game. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm Uh, glad you brought that up. Now, the argument is, Caleb, they are changing the game to limit exposure and potential injury to athletes, especially now that they have a college football playoff, a 12-team playoff that will be in effect next year. Not this season, but next season. So you're not buying that, right? No, because if they were doing that, why would they do the two-minute thing? Why wouldn't they just keep the clock running on first down every time they – regardless? Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way because I'm not buying it either. This is about fitting TV time slots. Continue, sir. Yes, exactly. So I think this is this has everything to do with fitting TV time slots. If you wanted to – first of all, why don't they just adopt the NFL rules? Okay, I'm talking about first down, uh, the clock runs. Then you just get an extra timeout, which is the two-minute warning. I'm fine with that. I do like the consecutive timeouts. Now, I, I hope that doesn't mean you can't use timeouts on back-to-back plays. You should be able to do that. But I don't think you should be able to use two timeouts on one play. I actually agree with that because I think it's ridiculous when teams use have two timeouts and they use both of them to ice the kicker <laughs> in a game. I, I, don't, I think that should be taken away altogether, the icing the kicker thing. I think that's just stupid and it draws out the end of the game. And I don't know that it really helps. Maybe we'll get a kicker on to discuss that at some point. I can call James Wilhoyt. I just don't believe that really affects a kicker. I think if you did the odds over time, if a guy's going to make it, he's going to make it. I hate the icing the kicker just in general. Always have. I agree, but there's no rule to stop. Like, you can't tell a team they can't use a timeout. I know, I know. But if you could, I would. (laughs) So, well, the consecutive timeouts I'm fine with because I've seen consecutive timeouts used to uh, ice the kicker, um, and I have a problem with that. Um, I would say that... By the, way, that's a, by the way, that's a sign of a coach who didn't use his timeouts earlier and should have. But anyway, go ahead. That's probably true. You're right. I mean, well, there's another one I would never forget. Uh, you know, I used to think James Franklin was a good coach, but James Franklin used two timeouts to call a fourth down play one time. Yep. And because he used both of them and he didn't get the fourth down, Ohio State was able to run the clock out when they got the ball back in a Penn State Ohio State game. And I'm like, you know, that was – and by the way, the clock had stopped – if he had all, he didn't need a timeout. That's my pet peeve too. When coaches take a timeout to talk about a play, when you might need that timeout if you don't get the play converted, I think that's that that's that is proof when you know a coach is not very bright when they do something like that. Report um, game management, you see that a lot out of rookies, but you shouldn't see it out of a guy that's been coaching for right at two decades. Uh, so so continue with the changes. Yeah. So I'm not so I'm okay with the timeouts. I'm not crazy with the out of that with the um first down clock running within two minutes. Either keep it as it is or do the NFL rule where the first down the clock runs no matter what, and then you just get a two-minute warning. Um the incomplete pass one is the one that I don't really mind. I get it because let's be honest. 
90% of the time, 95% of the time, a team, the team that is trying to run the clock is not going to be throwing the ball anyway. Does that make sense? If you're trying, if you're throwing the, and, and so I think that actually opens up a little more creativity from offenses that are trying to run the clock out. And most of the time, you know, I've covered enough football to, to see that, that, again, the clock doesn't keep running if the pass is incomplete. It keeps running after the ball is spotted. Most teams usually have a play ready to go after the ball is spotted. I'm sorry. I'm okay with that because I get really annoyed when after an incomplete pass, teams still milk the 40-second play clock. I'm like, are you serious, guys? You didn't really have a play ready to go at this point? And so I actually don't mind that one at all. Well, I, I, I don't want anything to change. I was thinking just this past year, coincidentally, I was watching an NFL game, and I thought to myself, I, w- I wish they – or I was watching a college game, and they were coming back from you know, like 20 points. So it mattered in the middle of the fourth quarter – that they were getting the clock stopped on incomplete passes. So I don't want to see either of them change. Uh, running the clock uh, after first down would save about seven plays based off uh, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. An incomplete pass would uh, cut out about, say, save, cut out about seven plays, cut out about 20 plays. Travis says, I'm going to use my timeout to see fit. They should just leave the game alone, maybe cut out the commercials instead. Well, that's what this is all about. And I'll go ahead and tell you division two or the FCS level, whatever you want to call it. They're totally against this. Why? Because they don't have as much commercial inventory that they have to clear and their games are three hours or less. Whereas at the FBS level, they've got commercial inventory that that they want to clear portions of the program brought to you by city heated and air conditioning city heat and air.com you might need a new unit if you do you know with city heating and air conditioning that it's not just a case where another part might have fixed it or some freon city heating and air conditioning integrity matters over over 50 years in knoxville does let's say all these go through okay just for the sake of argument Help or hurt the Vols. You've got to call them up on Off the Hook Sports. Help or hurt the Vols. Minusculely, I don't know if that's a word, but minimally. Minimally helps the Vols. The one that minimally helps the Vols is the incomplete pass. The clock runs on the spotted ball. The reason that helps the Vols, I I say sometimes your biggest advantage is other teams' disadvantages. Tennessee's a team that doesn't really need the clock to stop that much with their offense because they run so fast. I mean, they're ready to snap the ball when the ball is spotted anyway, usually. So who cares if the clock starts on an incomplete pass? That causes a lot of problems for a Jimbo Fisher who loves to call the, who loves to call every play from the sideline, you know, loves to huddle and call the play. Doesn't cause any problems for Tennessee. So I think and that one really helps the balls. But you're still going to have to – you're still going to have to spot the ball. I mean, you're still going to have to have an official – that's spotting the ball and is making sure both teams line up. It's just the difference is the clock's going to run. Well, uh, the clock's going to stop. Remember, the clock stops on on um uh, on uh, inc- on incomplete passes. The clock stops until they spot the ball. Right, but in this particular case, it's going to when when is the when is the clock going to stop? As you see it. Uh, an incomplete pass. If you throw an incomplete pass, the clock's going to stop, and then the ball is going to be spotted, and then it starts to run again. Usually, by the time the ball's spotted, Tennessee's ready to snap it anyway. 
Like they're almost always ready to snap it anyway. Now, as far as the first down rule, yes, that would hurt their, that would hurt things like some of their two minute drives, but it doesn't affect two minute drives because Tennessee, again, they stopped the clock still on first downs with, um, with, within two minutes. So Travis, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was going to say they, they stopped, they stopped the clock. That, that was all I was going to say. They stopped the clock within two minutes. Travis says hurts them. Um, we would have lost to Alabama with these rules. Now, in the final two minutes, Travis, keep in mind, and you're right, in the final two minutes that, that these the, – the old rules or the current rules would still be in effect. Travis says our game's lightning fast as it is. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it would actually hurt Tennessee, and I'm going to take it from a completely different angle, Caleb. I think it hurts Tennessee from volume of plays. If you – if you take out seven and 20 plays, which would be the first downs and incomplete passes respectively, then that's fewer plays that Tennessee's out there running around and wearing down a defense. So while the actual drive may be the same amount, the overall cumulative effect, I believe firmly would make it more manageable for opposing defenses to keep up with Tennessee over time as opposed to wearing down. So I think it actually hurts Tennessee from that perspective. You know, the way I've watched Josh Heupel's offense the last two years, though, this idea that he wears defenses down with what he's doing, it it doesn't bear out with his scoring. Last year, Heupel's best quarter was the second quarter. The year before, it was the first quarter. As a matter of fact, uh, Tennessee was the best first quarter team in football uh, to his first year. Heupel's whole mantra is just score fast. I don't really think it's about wearing a defense down. I think it's scoring fast. And I've heard kind of Heupel say, like, he's not happy if he doesn't score within six plays, quite honestly. And you're not really wearing down a defense if you're scoring within six plays. And so I, I, I don't think that's – I don't think the wearing down the defense has ever been a really a focus of Heupel's. Man, I don't know. I would like to talk to some of those defensive players and how they felt in the fourth quarter. You're right. There's a wearing down through a drive, but I believe, I think more so than you, that there's a wearing down through the game. And that's a benefit to uh, Tennessee. But um, ultimately, the speed of the game and catching people off guard, like you said, minimally, is it might help, but it's not going to be a huge impact because they're going to catch teams off guard anyway. It's time for today's tough question we get to that right now today's tough question is brought to you by bassy lawn and garden man alive it's worth a drive today's tough question take a side take a stand the dave hooker show a presentation of off the hook sports.com today's tough question is brought to you by bassy lawn and garden i want to see some input from our chat board so what rule would you change in college football right now? It's brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden, whether you're looking for industrial mowers, commercial mowers, or residential mowers, Bassey Lawn and Garden, whether you're in Chattanooga, Knoxville, or Nashville, it's in Cleveland, Tennessee. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Go to Bassey.com to learn more, especially if you're restocking your company's fleet or you're starting your own landscaping or mowing company, they'll save you money with their buying power. Bassey Lawn and Garden, man alive, it's worth a drive. 
Smoky Mountain Red says scheming more than speed. That is uh, talk about offensive genius. Yes, I think he is that. But if there there was one rule, I'm going to ask the message board. If there was one rule that you could change in college football, what would it be? Smoky Mountain Red already said move the kickoff back to normal because they can't get the running start. The XFL, as stupid as it is, had a pretty interesting idea. I don't know if you saw that. So the 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 kicking team was lined up at the other team's 35. So follow me for just a second. And the return team was lined up at the 25. So there's no running head start. And once the ball is caught, not kicked, then the coverage team could then attack the recovering team. Does that make sense? Return team. Does that make sense? Right, but what wouldn't you just kick it out of bounds every time then for a touchback if it's on the other team's thirty-five? No, no, no. the 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 kicking team is on the other team's thirty-five. I know, but that would make it very easy to just kick it for a touchback every time because if you can't kick it for a touchback when you're on the other team's thirty-five, uh, do they kick all from the other team? No, 35? I'm sorry, the kicker is still in his original spot. Oh, okay, the kicker's still in his original spot. Just okay. the guys covering the kick are at the thirty-five. And then the return teams at the 25, you're still kicking it from the other 35. Okay. That's not a crazy idea. It it's, wasn't crazy. I saw it too, and I was like, this looks weird, but it's not the worst idea. It allows for more returns, but limits the injuries. Because the thing with exactly. injuries, yeah, that's – look, at the, even the first XFL in 2001 had some ahead-of-the-curve ideas. Um that one's interesting. Now, the stupid one they had, remember where they, instead of a coin toss, you had to fight for the ball? <laughs> yeah, the first guy that did it separated his shoulder. Yeah. That. Okay, here is what I would change, and I would change this across the board, college and the NFL. I, and it, particularly, it bothers me with the NFL. I would have, you know how you have running into the kicker and roughing the kicker? Yeah. I would have running into the receiver and roughing the receiver. Okay, so that would be my pass interference call. So if if it's a tangled feet sort of thing, yes, you're in the way, then that's a 10 to 15 yard penalty like it is in college. Automatic first down. But if you just maul the guy, then it's spot of the foul. So I would do that at the NFL to keep from those long 65-yard gains where a a play, an offensive play wasn't even made. And on the college side of it, listen, defensive backs are taught if you're beat, you need to just take the guy out. So, And that's a 10-yard penalty. So there seems like there's some sort of middle in-between scenario that would work a lot better. So that would be my change. What do you think of that? I love it. What you're talking about is what the NBA's done recently, which is the NBA has a there's a foul and then there's a clear path foul, which is if in a fast break the guy's beaten everybody and then you just foul him from behind, then it's two shots in the ball. That is exactly what I'm talking about. That is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I, that, that's that's a better clarification. So go ahead and click that like button, thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't. We're with you each day at 10 a.m. The app is live. Just Google off the hook and your off the hook sports in your Apple or Android app store. Caleb, what rule would you change? I've been interested all morning to hear because you've got some good ideas. So I've been intrigued. So one of the ones that's always bugged me, it deals with fumbles. Okay. So I'm going to go twofold here. 
one, a fumble should not like if the offensive team fumbles, you shouldn't be able to advance the ball if you recover it like forward. Does that make sense? You shouldn't be able to advance a fumble. Now, if you lateral it and it's and it's a fumble and you pick it up and you can run, that's fine. But if if you fumble the ball forward and somebody else recovers it on your team in front of you and it counts as like a five-yard gain, that shouldn't happen. You should get the ball back where you recovered it at that point. You shouldn't be able to recover the ball in advance. So that's the holy roller rule. Yes, but they but right now they have the rule just like on fourth down. It should be universal across the board. You can't advance a fumble forward. You can advance it. I think in the NFL, is it just fourth down or is it just the two after two minutes or both? Maybe it's both. I don't know. But my pet peeve is when they change the rules based on timing and situations. I hate that. Okay, um, so you would like to see that adopted by the college game. Right. And I would like to make it universal all the time. The other part of that with fumbles is this. If a player fumbles the ball into the end zone, out of the back of the end zone, the other team shouldn't get a touchback to get the ball back. You should be, you should have to recover a fumble on defense to get the ball. That's a, that's a huge pet peeve of mine where if you fumble the ball out of the back of the end zone, the oh. other team gets the ball. That's the dumbest rule in football. Okay. To me. I, no, it's the dumbest rule in all of sports. I can't yeah. believe that I didn't think of that one. No, that's when you fumble out of the back of your own end zone and suddenly it's the other team's ball and they get it to 20. I mean, yeah. how many games has that changed? It almost feels like two turnovers in one. Yeah, uh, it changed the Missouri game earlier this year in uh, overtime against Auburn. The most infamous one with Tennessee, you probably covered it, was the Corey Anderson fumble at Alabama um, mm-hmm. about 18 years ago. Uh, the, probably the worst game I think I've ever watched in football was that Tennessee-Alabama game, the 6-3. to three. Well, I've never felt so bad for a guy because he was local too and uh, Austin East, and I've never felt so bad for a guy because he knew what it meant. And you had to ask him the questions after, you know what this means because it's the Tennessee-Alabama game. How do you feel? And you have to ask those questions as a reporter, but how the H do you think he feels? <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. terrible. You know, and the thing is, everybody remembers the end, just on a sidebar. The play I remember from that game is Lucas Taylor getting on his knees to field a punt and fumbling it. I don't know if you remember that one. That set up Alabama's first field goal. Just that was next level dumb football, like across the board. That was one of the worst games I ever watched. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I remember that was uh, it's like two teams were mauling each other more than anything, but I felt so bad for Corey Anderson. So uh, be sure and hit that like button if you haven't subscribed at this point. I don't know what you're thinking, so you've got to do that. So you do – we both like each other's rule changes. Yeah, I'm a fan of each other's. I don't have as much of a problem if the ball moves forward and you advance it, but – I I definitely think the touchback rule is the worst rule in sports. But how would you fix it? If well, if you can't advance the fumble, like I said, if the defense doesn't recover a fumble, you get the ball back where you fumbled it, if that makes sense. Well, no, I'm talking about through the back of the end zone. How would you fix that? What would well you then do? you would get the ball if you fumble the ball through the back of the end zone, then you would get the ball back wherever you fumbled it. I so say you fumble it on the one yard line and it rolls out of the back of the end zone, you just get the ball back on the one yard line. And it's a, you know, it's the next play. Um, and, and loss of down. So if I have second down. down, it'd be third down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of second down, it'd be third down or whatever. Why has that not changed like yesterday, like in 1950? I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, I, I've always had a belief that football sometimes makes up rules for theater. And 
I, I think that's one of those rules. It's just a dumb rule. Um, it's it's a rule the equivalent of all the dumb rules in college basketball, which you know how I feel about that. And so that's just it's a dumb rule in football. Travis says on fake field goals, the holder is on a knee, just saying he's down. Well, that is <laughs> that is true. And I've got a I got another one for you. When's the only time you're allowed to be off sides? Do you know the answer to this? The only time you're allowed to be off sides? No idea. Okay. And it happens all the time. If anybody on the message board can figure that one out, then I will hook you up with uh, a hooker t-shirt. He's about to get drafted. So maybe they are relevant again. Two minutes. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. I'll tell you right after this, the one time where you are allowed to be off sides and it happens multiple times in a game. Two minutes off the explosion. Family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut in downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalist for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs.com.
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get cut, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. All right, are you ready? The one play you're allowed to be offsides. It's a tease in the biz. Um, the one play where you're allowed to be offsides. Caleb, you've had two minutes to think about it. What do you got? I am completely lost, Dave. I swear <laughs> I'm completely lost. <laughs> you have nothing? Nothing. It happens to start every single game. The opening kickoff? Yes. The kicker's foot is allowed to be beyond the line as he kicks. Interesting. That's kind of hilarious. Did not know that. <laughs> now you'll watch it. The next football game you watch, you'll be like, his dad blame foot's beyond the line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did it not is. not know that. It is every single time. Um, so your foot's allowed to be uh, beyond the line on kickoffs. Can I get some kudos for the message board for that one? I'm kind of proud of that one. To be an old guy and remember something like that, pretty happy with myself. It's pretty sad, though, when you have to ask for kudos. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by Zool Beer Company, xulbeer.com. Zool Beer is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. We love Zool Beer. Great selection, worldwide award-winning craft beer, and they've got parking downtown in Knoxville. Was it... I think it was Travis or was it Smoky Mountain Red? It was Smoky Mountain Red that reached out to me that tried Zul Beer and said he was very impressed. And I bring that up because Travis said he legitimately was very impressed. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. Uh, Zul Beer has great parking downtown, which you don't find. So thank you for supporting our sponsors. I say this uh, with no hesitation. All of our advertisers, and it's what I love about what we do, I'm just throwing stuff out there because you get paid some sort of endorsement fee um, in in traditional media. I love and work with each one of our advertisers that you see on Off the Hook Sports or would if I need their services. And it's just that simple. So go to Zulbeer.com, xulbeer.com. All right. By the way, something I failed to mention Guess who's the only coach on the committee of these rule changes? Kirby Smart. He rejected rule changes recently, and um, he's rejected them this year, according to a source. In 2006, similar timing changes were disastrous. That year, the clock started when the toe met the ball on kickoffs, and the clock started on the ready-for-play signal from the referee, not when the ball is snapped after a change of possession. So we'll see if any of this actually happens. I don't think it will. All right. Tennessee, should they start load management? I'm interested to see where the one, the only Caleb Calhoun goes here because this was his idea. Load management. 
why. And even though it's basketball, it's Four Downs, brought to you by our friends at Craft Treats. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Four downs, four questions. The first one's pretty easy. You emailed me, should Tennessee basketball implement load management? Smoky Mountain Red said that Zulbeer was rhymes like dimes. That's the one that's won a worldwide award for best hazy IPA. Why should Tennessee implement load management? Why did that cross your mind, Caleb Calhoun? So I guess we should should we start by because maybe a lot of people don't watch the NBA and are following explaining load management, which okay. is yeah, load management for people who don't know is nowadays, which they didn't do in the nineties, they rest stars and key players over after a period of games to make sure that they're fresh for the playoffs. A lot of people have complained about it, but the truth of the matter is the science is there. You are if you play all eighty two games, you're not as fresh for the playoffs. And if you're not going to do it, but another team's going to do it, you're at a complete disadvantage. That's why the NBA does it. And that's why, by the way, in case you guys forget, in the 90s, the Bulls and Jazz, we all remember those great last-second shots, but those games were usually slugfest and horrible in the playoffs because everybody's legs were drained during that time. And this this started, I think, almost accidentally with Kawhi Leonard because he was banged up one year and he missed a lot of games and he played great in the playoffs. And then he has continued it. So load management, um, to, to clarify, kind of started with Kawhi, and now it's across the board. It's the reason that I haven't – I have to go up north this, this weekend with my son, and it's the reason that I haven't booked or I haven't bought tickets to an NBA game because I'm not 100% sure what players will be there. So I hate it. Um, and LeBron James, if you want to rip LeBron, you can. A lot of people don't like him for various reasons, but he's kind of the one who doesn't do that, that that's a prominent star. A lot of other guys do. So why load management for the basketball balls? So I say load management for the basketball balls because I was up last night thinking how – because we talked yesterday about how their offense has been figured out, and I don't think there's any changes they can do this late in the season to fix that. So I'm thinking what can they do that might give them an advantage from March that would save this slide? And it just kind of hit me load management because nobody's doing that in college basketball. Look, let's let's take some fact. Let's put some facts down. Tennessee is going to the NCAA tournament. They have the resume. If they lose the rest of their games, they're going to the NCAA tournament. I don't care if they lose out. They'll get in as a 10 or 11 seed at that point. We know the conference tournament does not improve your seeding at all. Now, the NCAA doesn't take that into account at all. The only thing they take into account is whether or not you won the tournament to give you an automatic bid. So there's really nothing extra. And we also know Tennessee has no regular season SEC championship to play for anymore. So those three things are beyond clear. Um, Rick Barnes, Tennessee's battled injuries throughout the year. Jordan James, Julian Phillips, a few other guys have just been in and out, have not been quite right. Rick Barnes also grinds his teams a lot. So a lot of times they're kind of mentally drained by this point. I think if you do load management, Sit a couple of guys here, sit a couple of guys there, not really care if you win or lose. You get to the NCAA tournament, who cares if you're a 10 seed? You're fresher than everybody else in the tournament. Now, this doesn't mean rest your starters the whole rest of the season. It means pick a game that they're going to sit, you know, every other game, something like that. So they're still in rhythm when the tournament comes. 
but they're not mentally drained and they're fresher than anybody else in the tournament. And when March Madness is effectively almost a back-to-back in college basketball, you know, it's a Thursday and then a Saturday, load management could be a huge advantage. And I don't think any team has tried it in college basketball yet. And so this would be a huge cutting edge thing to do. It would. And I'm going to assume that as part of load management, you're not giving your all for the SEC tournament and you're ready to get the heck out of there, right? You don't want to play four games. Yeah, you don't want to play four games. And I I think there have been times where teams, and I think Ron Slay may have alluded to this, where they didn't really take the SEC tournament nearly as seriously, and I don't blame him. To the message board, I get it, but I do dislike it as a fan. Kobe was one player that wouldn't do it, and that was one thing I respected for him. Yes, agreed. But here's the thing, the difference between the NBA and what makes it so dastardly, in my opinion, to the fans and and the difference between it and college basketball. Nobody shows up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or Auburn, or wherever to see um, Santiago Vescovi play. Nobody's like, oh, I got to see Santiago Vescovi. I've got, I got to get there. So you're not losing a great appeal like being able to see, you know, I went to see the Hawks play and they were playing the Nets. I wanted to see Kevin Durant and James Harden because they were future Hall of Famers. I wanted my son to see that. And I, I wanted him to see Trey Young as well. So we we got to go to that. And but there that's not like that in college basketball. So it's it's very different. Now, uh, Travis says bye weeks are invaluable in football. That's like 14 days. Basketball is a lot on a body, and they play uh, two times a week. I think he mistyped and said four times a week. Uh, John says, not sure resting our players would really help that much. If they aren't shooting, they aren't shooting. I'm going to agree more with John than Caleb on that particular point, but I do see where he's going. I do believe that Rick Barnes grinds his team. So second down was what about the SEC tournament? We both already agreed. <laughs> you're you're just going to go ahead and chuck that, right? You, well, okay. Here's what I say with the SEC tournament. Players start us on Thursday, rest them on Friday. So, you know, they can have a little bit of rhythm. Do some load management, mix them Thursday and Friday. Because the, you want them to stay in rhythm. So, like, okay, if they play on a Thursday and then they don't have an NCAA tournament game until the following Friday, it might be a little rusty. Forget fresh at that point so if i'm doing this though i'm completely chucking it i'm get if i'm doing this and greg sankey doesn't call me to complain then i haven't done it thoroughly enough i am play i'm starting <laughs> you want to draw full attention to this oh yeah no 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 i'm starting the la in the first game of the sec tournament i'm starting the last five players on the bench see i was just going to say continue load management through the sec tournament because it doesn't matter. Like, don't try to win the SEC tournament, but I'm not saying throw the SEC tournament. I'm not sitting here saying rest all your starters. I'm saying th- I'm saying throw the SEC tournament. <laughs> okay. <There's- laughs> I mean, I've covered a lot of those, and they're so mi- – half the teams, if you pull the players aside, I mean, they're meaningless. It matters to Kentucky and really whoever hates Kentucky. And it's just, you know, you win the regular season, that's a lot more significant in my mind. So – uh, second down was what about the SEC tournament? I'm pretty much mailing it in. And Greg Sankey's going to call me on Friday and say, hey, this makes a lot of money for the conference. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, so these, these five guys at the end of the bench, they needed some time. <laughs> so I played Bob Jones and 
a guy named Alfred who you've never heard of. And if Greg Sankey has a problem with that, go to the NCAA and stop colluding with them to make the conference tournament so meaningless where they don't even factor it into seating with the selection committee. Make it matter Thank more. You. Thank you. And you said the S word. What about seating? Seating. This is where you and I may differ. I would not at all do load management through the rest of the regular season pre-SEC tournament. I would get the best seed possible. Tennessee's floating around a three or a four right now. If they keep playing like they're playing, they're going to find themselves in a 7-8 matchup or a 9-10. I would do no load management up until the SEC tournament when I mail it in. How about you? No, I do load management. Now, again, I think we're talking different things with load management. You're thinking load management as just play, it's rest everybody and play the backups. My load management is capital L, capital O, capital A, capital D. That's my <laughs> load management. And I'm not even joking about the SEC tournament. I'm not doing this for See, the Zaz or anything. My load management is not that. My load management is, okay, you do a rotation. Santi and... And uh, Zakai are going to sit today. Olivia and Ross are going to sit tomorrow. I, my, my thing is you rest different starters for different days, but you're still trying to win the games and you're still somewhat in a rhythm. And I would apply it evenly for the SEC tournament and the regular season because that's a combination of it, it'll keep you. My way will keep you as fresh as your way. But on top of that, it's it's you're not really throwing any regular season. My so, way you get a week off. You yes, but Dave, you get a week off, but that long off could actually hurt your rhythm when you come into the NCAA. Tournament. Oh yeah, possibly. But if if you improve your seating and you're a two versus a fifteen, I think one's out of the question at this point. But if you're a two versus a fifteen, you should win that. Get back in your rhythm. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red says uh, either <clears throat> do not have the tournament or just call them the regular season champs. Amen. The SEC tournament. If you're a basketball fan outside of the ACC where it really matters, you should feel taken advantage of because the SEC tournament is all about a money grab. It's the most blatant money grab in all of college athletics. No, I I agree. I agree. And by the way, what we're talking about here, guys, what we're talking about here, we're not far away from this possibly happening in football. You know, when you go to a 12-team playoff, and you go to the S- if you go to the SEC championship game and you already know you're in the playoff, why would you risk injury playing that extra week of football? The the, the argument against that, and you're, we're closer than people think, I agree, is that you can improve your seating and you can have a home game or potentially have a bye. So that would at least be the argument against that. The other thing, if you go halfway in football, you're going to get blown up. So you can't really go halfway. I mean, if you start playing the last 11 on a football bench, those guys are going to need stretchers <laughs> to get off the field. I mean, you can't you can't do it. You can't play football halfway. There's zero way. Go with do what Red Boy you did in Waterboy and just take a knee every time on offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a matter of time till that happens. All right, so th- th- there I am. I'm chucking the SEC tournament. See, but think, I, here's what your way does. Can I tell you what your way does real quick? Okay, think it about, gets people fresh and wins NCAA tournament games. That's <laughs> no, what it does. Think about working out. Okay, you, you like to work out, right? I love to work out. Okay, is it better for you 
oh, you're trying to say you're trying to stay fresh for like a marathon. Okay. Say you're staying fresh for a marathon. Is it better for you to rigorously and massively and overtrain for three weeks and then take the last, the last full week off before the marathon? Or is it good for you to like just regularly kind of manage your amount of training to where you are still healthy and in a rhythm, but you're not too tired to run the marathon? Uh, well, I think uh, Josh Ward, our friend at the Sports Animal in Knoxville, he ran a marathon for charity. Proves he's a better man than me. And I do think you, he told me you take like the week off before, I thought. Is that not right? The full don't week, you, you don't work out at all? You do no physical activity? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe somebody can help us on the message board. Now, you're talking to the wrong guy because I love lifting weights and it's kind of my... Um, yeah, <laughs> somebody said, I just don't run marathons. Easy fix. Uh, you're talking to the wrong guy because load management of the gym doesn't work for me. I've got an app that I could actually show you. And I get, I, I've been so obsessed with, with lifting over the past couple of years that I, I can actually show you the, the muscles that it says I should work out. So check out this. Okay. Every one of them is below 80%. So basically it's telling me don't use that muscle today, but I'm going to go do it anyway. So I'm the wrong person to ask, but I, I don't, you, do you lose rhythm in basketball? Yeah, a little bit, but can't you just, I don't know. If you play one game in the NCAA tournament, when's the first game now? Cause they've, they've changed it. It used to always be Thursday. If they... Well, unless you're in a play-in, it's on a Thursday. There's those play-ins on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. SEC tournament. Oh, SEC. It's uh, The first game's on a Wednesday. Tennessee's not going to be there on a Wednesday. They're not going to be one of the bottom two teams in the SEC or bottom okay. four. Okay. So you play on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and you might win just because you're so much better. But Friday, man, it's bottom of the bench. It is. <laughs> It is. I mean, you want to show up. What you're trying to do is show up the SEC for how stupid. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And I it was like the end of the NBA All Star game, chucking forty footers, just make a complete. You know who did this one time? So in the NBA, Greg Popovich uh, was really mad about the scheduling. Remember when the Spurs and the Heat played each other in two straight NBA Finals, and the Heat won the first time. And the Spurs were looking for revenge the next time. The and- Spurs were actually ahead of Kawhi, right? Uh, with load management, I think. Yes, yes, I think they okay. were. They started that with that. That's why Tim Duncan extended his career. But yeah, what they did, this was hilarious. The NBA had like given the Spurs like a six games in 11 day stretch, like four straight on the road. And their last one was a second of a back to back at the Heat, whereas they had given the Heat a massive rest. And it was totally set up by David Stern for LeBron and D Wade to blow out the Spurs. You know what I mean with how on national TV. So Greg Popovich was like, "All right, I'm I'm resting all my stars." And he rested Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. And he's like, "None of them are playing." And it was a blatant attempt to show up the NBA for a nationally televised game for the fact that they did that. And it was, I think they actually got fined for it. And I think he, I think they did. I think I remember that. Please hit that like button. That brings more people in. We greatly appreciate it. And it's brought to you by Craft Treats. That's today's tough question. Craft Treats. There's no tough question when it comes to Craft Treats. Craft Treats can take care of your pet with their chill pills, CBD in there to take care of digestive issues. 
Also, they'll be able to take care of arthritis and anxiety, as my dog has that because uh, the fox in foxes plural uh, in my yard like to scream. And um, yeah, so that is something that craft uh, treats is able to take care of with their chill pills. They also have all kinds of treats. And uh, they are fantastic. Four Downs brought to you by Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook. That's off the hook. Get 20% off. So that's pretty cool. Fourth down. What about the mindset? Do you affect a team's mindset? I kind of think this plays a little bit into the rhythm thing. Uh, but if you've got a mature team, and I think Tennessee does, you're, you're able to adjust. And I think Tennessee could adjust. I don't think that they're going to play poorly in the NCAA tournament just because you use load management, blow up the SEC tournament, as I suggest. Yeah, if you do it my way, my question would be, I mean, here's my thing when people complain about it. Baseball, for 100 years now, pitchers have been on a rotation every five games. Do they have a poor mindset when they hit the MLB playoffs because of that? Of course not. And so, I mean, I know that's a little bit of a different scenario, but the idea that you don't have the mindset to go all out Anybody who thinks that is go back and watch T.O. in that Super Bowl in 2005. Came back from a broken leg to play the Patriots. And if Donovan McNabb had not, I believe, gotten drunk the night before and been hung over in the Super Bowl and thrown up in the huddle, they might have actually won that game. Wow. Um, Hadn't heard that theory. He threw up in the huddle. And some people say he was nervous and others say he was hung over. I watched a documentary on Bill Russell last night. And Bill Russell threw up before every game. Starting quarterback at my high school threw up before every game. Sometimes he would be under center and he would lift up his face mask literally with his hands under center and turn to the right and vomit. Other times he didn't have enough time on the clock to get his face, his chin strap unbuckled and his face mask up. So he just puked through the face mask. Oh, gosh. Wasn't that a, <laughs> who was it for Tennessee that Dolphins of Lyman that threw up against Alabama this past year? And then, like, pointed at the elevator. Was that Darnell Wright that did that? It was either Darnell Wright or it was Darnell Wright making fun of Jerome Carvin for doing it. Okay. I can't remember. But they pointed at the Alabama line, and they're like, this is for you. <laughs> like, to show their toughness. Yeah. And I did say Foxen, Travis. I did indeed. Um, absolutely love the fact that I can see far away. Never have been able to before. I had a near and far vision issues and now I can see far away. And the next step is to get my near vision corrected. And we're going to do all that at Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han has local doctors. So you don't have to worry about some guy flying in from Tampa and suddenly working on your eyes and saying, Hey, I hope everything goes well. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han is where you go to get LASIK surgery or cataract surgery, they will absolutely take care of you. And you'll love Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. Tennessee with a former player off to huge, monstrous, big-time things. Kudos to him. We'll discuss the ceiling that may lie in the uh, ahead of him in the NFL. There might be a glass ceiling because of a very – strange reason he's caleb calhoun i'm dave hooker back in two minutes sun sand and salt water the beach is a very relaxing place unless you wear contacts ow open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with lasik vision correction from campbell cunningham laser center ah 
Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on offthehooksports.com. VFL's done good. As a former backup quarterback continues to have a very successful career in the NFL. Let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter promoted as the offensive coordinator or takes the offensive coordinator job for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter has had a really successful NFL career. Your thoughts on uh, taking over the Colts. I'm sure that Peyton Manning, who Jim Bob Cooter is very close with, made a phone call in that regard to help out Jim Bob Cooter, but uh, Jim Bob Cooter is 
aside from having a great name, turned into uh, a really strong offensive coach. Your thoughts on him taking the Colts job? Yeah, I think this is a good move for the Colts. He's a very smart player. I, for, I forget. There's one test. I don't know if it's the Wonderlick or SA. There was something that he scored really, really, really high on. And I'm forgetting the test it was. I think uh, it was. I think he was perfect on the Wonderlick test. Was it the Wonderlick? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a very smart coordinator. Um, it's funny. Just a quick story for everybody. Uh, in 2017, when I was covering Tennessee, Dave, don't judge me. I got swept up in the John Gruden rumors because there were people I thought were good reporters who I don't listen to anymore that were saying this is happening, and they were saying John Gruden to Tennessee is happening. And I did like a whole hypothetical on what John Gruden's staff could be. And I was thinking at the time he might be able to get Jim Valcouter in as an offensive coordinator at that point. And I even suggested that Jim Valcouter be looked at as a head coach because of his success as a coordinator at Detroit at the time. And I'm thinking, what if you brought in Jim Valcouter as head coach, T Martin as offensive coordinator, you know, just kind of fun fan stuff at that point. Um, Does Jim Bob Cooter, let me ask a tough question here. Does Jim Bob Cooter, get hurt as far as getting ever getting a head coaching job because of his name. No, I think there's another reason he might get hurt from getting a head coaching job that are you referring to the off the field issues? Yes. According to the free press, that arrest record has been expunged though, or is no longer uh, around. Um, Which one? Not the the more serious one. How about that? Are you talking about the, the cuddling incident? Yes, yes, the cuddling okay. incident. All right, so what What <laughs> hurts Jim Bob Cooter more? Is it his name, or is it the fact that he was arrested for driving under the influence of June 2006, suspended from Tennessee's football team? I don't think that hurts him very much. But then in 2009, later on, he was charged with aggravated burglary after climbing into a, a window and getting into a woman's bed. Those charges were later dropped. Now, it may have just been a cuddle, but those are frowned upon. Yeah, that's, that's, look. Yes. That's sexual assault, if he did that. Yes. Well, cuddling assault, perhaps. But it's still assault. <laughs> like, if, if, now, 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 I, what if, look, I, I'm going to, it may be possible that he thought it, it, may, it may be possible that he was drunk and thought it was his girlfriend or something like that. I don't know. Charges were dropped. So it may be possible that it didn't happen. Let's just be clear on that. You right. Know? But how close was Tedson Bennett to doing the same thing? He was, <laughs> I mean, he couldn't get in and he, you know, he wants a good cuddle and there's, there's every opportunity that that could happen at any moment. Travis says his name has to play a factor. I think so too. I, I always say, Fear the good-looking coach. And what I mean by that is some coaches get jobs because they are good-looking and they look good at that opening press conference. So fear the good-looking coach, I have always said. And this is the other side of that. It Do you want to hire a coach named Jim Bob Cooter and – I think it hurts him. I think he should have changed it to James or something a long time ago. I'm being dead serious. I do not think it helps him to be named Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, at some point, he could have changed that to Bob Cooter or Jim Cooter. 
Florida. You know the worst part about this because of YouTube's new policies? We might get demonetized just by seeing his last name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is what I mean. At what point do you say that I'm 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 going to just go by James or Bob or Robert? James Robert. Huh? James Robert. I go by James Robert. Yeah. I mean Yeah, then it sounds almost stately. Yeah, James Roberts. Yeah. Cooter. I mean, I, but it still ends in Cooter. <laughs> no, he might drop the last name. I, I get your point with the pretty boy. You seem to be referring to a specific coach you're not really a fan of who had really good hair who knocked it out of the park. Oh, Derek Dooley? Yes, who knocked it out of the park in the press conference. Yes. yes. And also, see, I see it happen in high school a lot. Yeah, I could see that. Dooley looked like if Hollywood had created an SEC coach, they would have Derek Dooley play the role, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I get your point. What, the um, what, what were his parents thinking? What? They can't control the last name. Well, I know they can't control the last name. I know better than you. But, <laughs> I mean, my last name's Hooker. Everybody says, I was at the, I had to go to the pharmacy yesterday to pick up uh, something for my wife. And they said, uh, birthday. I gave him a birthday. And he said, last name. And I said, Hooker. And they said, can you spell that, please? And I said, just like it sounds. <laughs> and I always say that, or I say, just like the working women. And it always stuns. So, and there's always like an elderly lady. I always use just like the working women with the elderly ladies because they always look at me like, holy Hannah, that's inappropriate. Oh my gosh. So that's my favorite. Um, don't forget Houston Nut. Like that's that, that you got a better last name than Houston Nut. I don't know. <clears throat> I think Hooker's worse. Hooker Cooter Nut, which is the worst. Oh, and then Booty because John David Booty and Josh Booty. Booty's kind of cool, though. I got some booty going on. I mean, I like that. <laughs> Hooker's just... And by the way, um, it, it you know, it stems from a... You probably know this. You're big into history. A Civil War general, right? Yes, Joseph Hooker, who went to Lincoln and said, I need some women to raise the morale of my troops. Yes, and they were one of the most successful battalions until syphilis. I mean, <laughs> and that's not find the right women. That's what we know. Yes. Look, I'm, okay. Have y'all seen Lincoln's wife? He didn't have good taste in women. <laughs> right. But Hooker, pay, Hooker paid women to uh, to go um, with his troops on battles, and then uh, they were very successful. And then syphilis ran throughout the entire battalion. So uh, they were just supposed to be company. Um, but they oh, did company. Yeah. Look, Lincoln's my favorite president, but like, I'm not buying the company part. Lincoln's your favorite president. You're as bad as a Cowboys fan. Lincoln should be everybody's favorite president. Um, portions of the program brought to you by Andy Mason Real Estate. Go to andymasonrealestate.com. Over 40 years of experience right there. Andymasonrealestate.com. And Andy Mason is absolutely phenomenal because he is the guy who will provide you with the best service and the best prices. How simple is that? AndyMasonRealEstate.com. I love him. It'll save you thousands. Travis says, imagine the booty hooker wedding. Yes, that's a good one. They used to do headlines, and somebody actually mailed me a clip. This is before we all had Facebook and could do it that way. Somebody mailed me a clip of, 
it was either white hooker or black hooker and the headline it, it got read on so they went and found the newspaper clip or something. I can't remember how I got it, but it was on remember they used to do headlines when Jay Leno was like weird headlines and it was yeah. like white hooker wedding or uh black hooker wedding or something. Thomas wants us to get serious and I don't blame him. Can Tennessee football beat Georgia this season? Can they? Yeah, it's at home. Um, I think that Tennessee is probably still a year away, but I do believe that uh, Tennessee is closer than what we saw in Athens last year. So can Tennessee football beat Georgia this season? Yeah. I mean, I think it's possible. I wouldn't pick it at this point. You? No, I mean, I I, I wouldn't pick it, but it's not impossible, particularly with, uh, speaking of funny names, Mike Bobo back as offensive coordinator. I'm just not a believer in Mike Bobo. And so I, I just never have been. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's definitely possible. Um, All right. Let's get to these Deion Sanders uh, comments. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Deion Sanders saying that he wants his starting quarterback to be from a two-parent household. said, quote, we want mother, father, you know, dual parents. We want that kid to be 3.5 GPA and up because he's got to be smart. Well, you don't have to have two parents to be smart. But I do think there's probably a correlation between being well-grounded and having two parents, not across the board. We're not talking about completely uh, uh, that every person from a single-parent household is a mess and that every person from a dual household is uh, perfect and fantastic. So let's go ahead and take the absolutes out of it. But what did you make of those uh, comments? Um, they... <sighs> Dion can get away with saying things that a lot of other coaches can't. So if uh, Nick Saban said this, I think it would be deemed as borderline racist. And I think that it would be deemed as very judgmental. Dion says it and he says a lot and he's African-American. So I didn't think it got near the play that it would have with somebody else. What were your thoughts? Well, I think I said this over the weekend. I think some coaches would not get away with it. I think, it's, I, I don't know if it's the racing. I think it's more Dion has cachet, which Nick Saban has too. I think if, if Billy Napier says that, it looks bad. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, we, all, we all judge him on that. Okay, let's take Billy Napier out of it, and let's go with somebody who's successful. But no, we're talking about – with Nick Saban, that's an absolute. Okay, so let's talk about – an ex, well, an extreme, I should say. Let's take – I don't know um, who's a good coach, but not a great coach that happens to be um, Lincoln Riley. If Lincoln Riley said this, how would it be taken? Yeah, I think it would be taken negatively if Lincoln Riley said it. I don't think Lincoln Riley has built up the cachet at where he's at or as a national figure. I think if Ryan Day says it, he gets flack. But on the other side, I think if Mel Tucker says it, he gets flack, who is an African-American himself at Michigan State. I think it's Deion Sanders has a unique amount of cachet that I don't think he deserves yet. For an unproven coach. For an unproven coach. I I disagree. I think that I think there's there's a race element in there. 
I think if Mel Tucker uh, said it, he would he would get away with it. Um, I don't believe in overplaying race because I think it just divides us as a country. But I believe in this particular case that even if it were Nick Saban, but especially a guy without that much cachet, I believe if it were a Caucasian coach that he would be more likely to be under the microscope. I'm stunned, stunned that this flew under the radar because this interview was done last week uh, during the lead up to the Super Bowl. So when you when you sent this to me as an idea, I was like, wow, how did I not hear that? Because I particularly love listening to national shows leading up to the Super Bowl because you hear from all these different people. I'm stunned this didn't get more play. Stunned. I think, and here's, I will say this, and I would, where I would be consistent, I don't care if it's Dion or Nick Saban, I think it's an awful thing to say. And even if he may be speaking the truth, look, let's, 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 let's parse this out real quick. Obviously, two parent households are ideal situations. You want to encourage that for all kids. And yes, there may be a correlation. You, but if kids from a two parent, this, this fuels the point that America is not a meritocracy. If a kid from a two parent from a single parent household who is already at a disadvantage from a single parent household, we want to tell kids all the time, you know, overcome your obstacles and fight to make it and you can make it. Well, now we're hearing the honest truth that even if they fight to make it, there are people like Deion Sanders who won't give them the opportunity they deserve specifically because they're not from a two parent household. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Tennessee has this, by the way, he didn't just say it for quarterbacks. He said it for offensive linemen back in January. And, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. again, that flew under the radar that I didn't know. Smoky Mountain Red said there are situations where a kid is way better off with one parent. Agreed. Uh, you also know that if Nico or Arch, I'm talking about Arch Manning, um, a caliber quarterback was in a single-parent home and wanted to play for him, he would roll out the red carpet for them in a heartbeat. Totally agree with that. He, I would change this if I were him or any other coach. And I'd say, what do you look for? If somebody asked me this question, what do you look for in a quarterback? I would say this. I would say I look for a quarterback with a stable home environment. That could be, and I'm not going to go into depth or detail about this, but that could be one parent. And Smoky Mountain Red is absolutely right. Sometimes the parent's better off not being around. So, I, I I would say a stable home, and I know a lot of single parents or divorcees that have remarried that have provided stable homes. I'm sure a lot of there are a lot of situations where you know there's two women or two men that have kids, um, and that's a stable home. So that's how I would change that verbiage. And I think Dion likes to shoot from the hip, and that's probably what he did here. Dion himself is divorced and is about to start his son who was raised by him and his, and his mother who were divorced um, uh, to start at Colorado. It's, it's the, it's, so it's ragingly hypocritical. And I'm just going to go to Tennessee real quick. See, I wouldn't even go stable home. I think we, we all, we sit there. This is my point. We try to, one, it's a myth in my opinion, but we try to sell this idea idea in America that, you know, if you work hard, your background doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter and you shouldn't use it as an excuse. Well, if people like Deion Sanders, and by the way, I think Deion Sanders is just saying what a lot of coaches are doing. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of coaches are doing this. Um, but if, if your background shouldn't matter as an excuse, 
Well, then don't count it against you and you do everything right and you can't help your home life. And so I think something like, before we talked about the show ahead of time, T. Martin from Mobile, his father was in and out of his life. His mother cared for him, but his mother had to work a lot to raise him. So he was effectively raised by his grandmother and his great-grandmother. Well, he turned out to be a bright kid, very, very, very good player, made the most mature decision ever to go to Tennessee because he actually said at the time, he said, I knew I needed to learn more about playing quarterback in college before I could immediately start and became one of the most successful quarterbacks in Tennessee football history. Dion brought up um, offensive lineman, Trey Smith. I think the most beloved Tennessee offensive lineman right now. His mother died of breast cancer when he was 13. Or would, like, would Dion sit there and say, sorry, your mother died when you were 13. You can't come play offensive line for me. This is beyond disgusting, honestly, for me. And Well, I'll give you something that's even more disgusting. A defensive coach told me one time, he said the best linebackers were beaten as children. So yeah. don't think for a second that coaches aren't looking in into the background. And that, that was some something that was told to me by a defensive coach. And, yeah, they, they have that rage, that anger in them. And, and maybe you want that more in a linebacker than you do a quarterback. I, yeah. I, I mean, the, the – the whole idea that that is the end-all, be-all, either way, having two parents and that that determines who you are as an adult is just false. Correct. And here's what I want to say. And I want to say this to everybody. Everybody who says from – I don't want to hear a, a word from anybody who says, well, you know, if you grew up in a certain background, that's not an excuse and you don't deserve any assistance because if you work hard, you can make it on your own. Don't tell me that and then at the same time defend a system like what Deion Sanders is doing where he says you're actually going to discriminate against people because of their background. Like you can't, you can't have it both ways on this. You know, we live in an era where we literally do everything we can to say let's ignore the needs of kids because if they work hard, they can make it on their own because that's America. And then we, we at the same time are going to embrace a coach like Deion Sanders, again, who's just saying what so many other coaches are doing and just not saying out loud – that no, they're actually discriminating against people with rough backgrounds because they think it does dictate who you are. So don't come and tell me then that anybody can overcome their background when people are being discriminated against because of their background. Portions of the program brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach England of Best and Brock can go toe to toe with those insurance company attorneys, and he will absolutely get what you deserve in the Chattanooga area when it comes to personal injury zach england zach england of best of brock zach's got your back tomorrow 10 a.m eastern time as always live and ron slay will join us the former of all talk some hoops maybe some load management for caleb calhoun i'm dave hooker this has been a presentation of off the hook sports Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.